0: so uh, welcome back everyone to another episode of the black create connect podcast and i have with me today a female tech entrepreneur yeah 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 naria manuel who is the founder of is it virium 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 limited amazing say hey how you doing i'm good i'm good that intro (laughs) was everything i'm trying to win best intro of the year award guys so just keep note of um of these intros but you've been featured in voices in the shadow yes the female tech entrepreneur yes and also the startup magazine as well yes amazing insane in the space of
1: like a year in the space of
0: a year okay yeah like you fascinate me so much like when i first met you So just for context, everyone, I met um, Naria at her cousin's birthday party. (laughs) And we're up in the bar talking about um, just what you do, your space, like, in tech and everything. And you're absolutely bossing it and killing it. Thank you. And I want to get into the nuts and bolts of it and talk more about it. But first of all, I want to go back to, like you studying yeah because I saw that you studied like mechanical engineering yeah chemical yeah chemical engineering is it what was it yeah chemical engineering chemical engineering sorry sorry I said mechanical (laughs) it's
1: it's quite similar actually no literally it's quite similar a lot of people think it's different but they're both quite similar okay
0: okay perfect Why did you study that? Because I think that was like 2010, right? Yes. Yeah, so back then, it wasn't as sexy for a woman to study, especially a black woman, to study that subject. So what led you to study in that? And you can go as as far back as you wanted. I will
1: have to go far back to basically explain how I actually got into engineering. So I would say mostly two factors. One of them, I'm Angolan and... Angolan, African, African parents are Mm. like, you're either going to be a lawyer, a doctor or engineer. Mm. Those are your choices. Mm. You don't have anything else. Basically, you hear that for like very early on in your life. Mm. And um, luckily... I actually enjoyed science and engineering as a bit mm. of a geek. When Wait, I was question younger.
0: Mm-hmm. Why do Angolans say that you, you have to be an engineer? Like, what's the reason for that?
1: Angola is like the second largest exporter of crude oil. Ah. So chemical engineering leads people to get into petroleum and like oil and gas. Ah. So automatically it's like career for life. You're gonna make bank I didn't know that. You need to go into oil and gas basically. That's okay. that is the thought process is kind of like engineering, especially like chemical engineering, petroleum engineering, mechanical engineering, that's all going to lead you down the road of getting into oil and gas. I didn't know and that. And so oh. Yeah, that's like the thought process. Okay. Go into engineering so you can get into that. Okay. Um and I heard that very early on, like, oh, you should go into engineering or you'd be a doctor or lawyer and stuff. Mm. So Luckily, I actually enjoyed science when I was Mm. younger. Like my, I would say, it absolutely has to do with my mum. My mum would feed my curiosity when I was younger, so she'd buy me alongside toys. She'd buy me like science kits and Mm. stuff like that. So I actually developed an interest. in when when you when you was a child, yeah, yeah, when I was a child, because I I was always curious to (laughs) a science (laughs) kit. (laughs) What's in the child science kit? (laughs) Tell me. Like like, literally, she'd buy me like. Basically, like these little science experiments that I could do at home, oh, like is yeah, it? like making like these like I can't explain, but like you know when you make um what are they called? But gloobs or whatever. Um, I'm not explaining it really well, but they're d- these kind of. Um, just literally like any sort of science experiment that was safe for kids. That's mm. what she would buy for me. The ones that you get on the Argos catalogs. Cause I'd go on the Argos catalogs and circle them and be like, oh, I want to make these.
0: So you were interested in it as well?
1: I was interested. Yeah, because I was actually interested in why things worked the way that they worked and how to make things. So Uh, she noticed that early on because I would just, I had like calculators. I would dismantle the calculators and stuff to try and understand like the circuits and the components. Yeah, as a child, I would literally, it was really, it was strange. I would literally do that. I would just like dismantle things. And my mum was like, what are you doing? To work it backwards to to see how they made it. And see how it was made. Yeah. So as a
0: child, what's the most fascinating thing you discovered about how something was made?
1: I think it was actually my calculator. It was like the circuits that were linked to the calculator. And I also wanted to find a way to extend the battery life. Um, so <laughs> so I tried to reverse engineer how that particular component was made. So I tried to go to the library at that time. It was like not really going into the internet. It was like going to the yeah. library Getting the books. I was reading the books. The Z,
0: we, we couldn't just <laughs> go on our phones, okay, and tap in how to do this. Literally. We had to literally leave our houses literally. and be in the library L- between the same time. Be in the time. library. Yeah. And
1: I would say, I, I, I can't think of one particular thing that interested me. I think it was multiple things. My mum bought me a microscope, which was a TV microscope. So it looked like a TV and then you could put anything underneath it. And I would grab the most random stuff. Like my dad was having fizzy drinks one time and I just took a sample of the fizzy drink. I didn't even know what it was, but I just saw bubbles under the microscope. And I was like, this is going into your body. (laughs) This is bad for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine your child? (laughs) Your child just taking samples. So I'm gonna take some of that dumpling. I'm gonna take some of that. I'm gonna look look and see what it's actually really made out of. (laughs) This is insane, but
1: but it gives context. It gives yeah, no, literally. So like, when I didn't know what this was, bear in mind. Mm. So I I knew that I liked things related to like science. I didn't know that that could lead me into engineering or some form of you know opportunities in science Mm. until I went to a Catholic girls' school and like when I was in year nine, we had um, this careers advisor come in. And they would have this book, this heavy book, where they would go through, like, what are your interests? And you tell them your interests and they pinpoint different career paths that you could go down. And so this guy was like, oh, you like science. Maybe you should consider science or engineering. I was like, I didn't I didn't even know what engineering was. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is engineering? I'd, I'd heard it so many times from parents being like, you should be a doctor, lawyer, engineer. I didn't know what those meant. For those
0: that don't know what engineering is, what's the definition of engineering? So
1: there's different types of engineering. And the engineering that I went to, which is chemical engineering, is basically turning raw material into useful products. So it's taking um, certain components such as like sugar and turning that into alcohol, like ethanol. Um, or turning um, uh, certain parts into like crude oil and petroleum. So it's literally taking a useful product and turning uh, turn, taking a, a product mm. and turning that into a useful material. And it's the mm. process of also developing um, like components, like units to develop that as well. So alongside mm. learning the chemical process of it, you also need to learn the mechanical process of like building the components to make that material in the first place okay so explain because i'm still
0: lost between mechan between chemical and mechanical Mechanical so like chemical from what i understand is yeah taking raw materials like you said it could be dirt from the ground and making it into cement i don't know yeah like is that correct ish on the line yes yeah yes (laughs) basic terms whereas mechanical is what, what would be the difference in that process?
1: So mechanical engineers, and be, please don't butcher me, mechanical engineers, but mechanical engineering is the development of mechanical components. So it would be like, right, you know, okay. um, like a diesel engine. Okay, that makes sense. So the design implementation of a diesel engine. And the reason why I know that is because I was worked for diesel engine manufacturing. But we can get into that. Okay, that that actually
0: makes sense because of the word mechanical. People might be thinking, Alicia, how could you not know that? I ask questions even if it sounds dumb, okay? No, 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 trust me.
1: Yeah, no, trust me. I've had, had, like, it's so easy (laughs) to get confused between them. Especially when you think mechanical. Like, most people, and I've, I've spoken to people before about this. They're like, oh, they think mechanics. Like, someone who's handling components not someone who's involved in building it yeah but the engineers actually involved in building it like building a car building like a chemical plant and stuff Mm. we have a lot of mechanical engineers that Mm. are building the like when you see an industrial plant they're actually building that chemical plant and then Mm. chemical engineers are also involved in that Mm. process Mm. but handling almost more of the chemical side and the mechanical side too Mm, that makes
0: sense that makes sense okay so sorry continue so Mm. you were interested in the chemical engineering yeah, okay. and that was
1: because alongside the careers advisor, we had um, this student come in from, I think it was Imperial College. They came in and they started talking about chemical engineering. And they were like, yeah, turning useful mater- uh, turning materials into useful products. And I was like, that sounds like what I, I do, kind of what I'm interested yeah. in. And I was like, yeah. From year nine, I was like, I'm going into chemical engineering. And I'd spoken to my teachers and everything. To be honest, I had teachers that weren't, for me going into engineering, I really? had teachers who told me like this is a man's job. Like, they told you that. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't rare. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. It was rare for women to be in to yeah. want to go into a predominantly male dominated. So how industry. did that?
0: How did that make you feel or think when you probably you didn't see anyone like you
1: doing chemical No, no, no one in my cohort was talking about engineering. No one. So. For me, to be honest, I'm a bit of a nonconformist. I was like, I love that. I really Care. <laughs> I was like, I'm but, still gonna do it, but but you win that way. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was still hard. It was hard to to hit, especially like your teacher who mm. you kind of look up to, mm. saying you can't go into that because you're a woman. Mm. And then, funny enough, it was my chemistry teacher, and I was she like, <laughs> I was you. like, this is my chemistry teacher telling me you can't go into it because you're a woman, and I was like. That's a bit strange. But my physics teacher, who was a man and who is a man, um, was like, No, go into it. Wow. Sometimes it'd be it. your own. Yeah, wow.
0: Literally. That's really, really yeah, interesting. He was like, You should go into it. Um not that it necessarily matters, but um wondering how often that still happens oh it does today like it does like with our students if they say they want to get into a certain place if a teacher is really saying that's not for you because of your gender yeah or because of your race or because of your upbringing or
1: even because they think you're not good enough from a subject um, matter expert perspective like you might not be the best at maths your teacher will go No, you can't go into engineering because you're not the greatest at maths. I enjoyed maths, but I was not the greatest at maths. I can, like, hands down say that. I just had a curiosity for engineering that led me to get into it. It wasn't because I was, like, the best at... Or the most intelligent in my class. That Mm. was not the case whatsoever. Mm. And I've had people come up to me and go, "My, my teacher told me I can't do it because I'm not good at this particular subject. Mm. And I'm like, you need to find another way to get the grades that you need for that particular subject. Because mm. if you have that curiosity and you have that passion, that's what's going to get you to mm. to where you want to go in the first yeah. place. Girls still hear it until until today. Until today, hands down.
0: So apart from your genuine interest, what kept you going? Or did you even have moments when you thought, oh, should I stop?
1: What kept me going was was literally my curiosity like I kept researching in my own time it wasn't mm. it wasn't necessarily speaking to people mm-hmm. because most people that I spoke to didn't really didn't really understand why I was curious about it I didn't have necessarily role models like within my circle at school sorry it with mm. my circle at school um I did have though my an auntie so my auntie she studied chemical engineering. Oh. Funny enough, I ended up finding out like later on. She studied chemical engineering. She okay. was an oil and gas. And she took me to... Um, she was working here in London at that time. She took me to, into her office. She was like, I'm going to show you what it means to be a chemical engineer and what that looks like. Uh-huh. And I was, I think, probably about 12 when oh, ah like so that that yeah. might have
0: also contributed to yeah your motivation. so
1: seeing that firsthand mm. caused me to feel way more motivated about mm. the direction I wanted to take my mum was all for it she was like you want to be you want to be an engineer <laughs> yes <laughs> take that box. go yeah go, go, go for, for it, it yeah go for it but yeah like it was that curiosity that and just that I had that passion Mm. for something that I was truly interested in Mm. it wasn't because I wanted to go into oil and gas it was purely because I was like I actually like this subject and I'm actually interested in the subject yeah again definitely not like the most intelligent person in the room or a genius in any shape or form Mm. I was just truly curious about it and I didn't have that much of an understanding of it and I think because there weren't enough people talking about it that made me more curious
0: out of curiosity what did you study at a level level yeah
1: so i studied um chemistry physics maths um english literature i know you're meant to only do three i i did four subjects my teachers were super supportive Mm. um around that time what Mm. they did is they wrote a letter to the university. Because I applied for multiple they, universities. They wrote a letter to the universities. Yeah, they wrote a letter to the universities. Because I was very... Like, they knew kind of what was going on around that time and right. stuff. So they wrote letters to the universities to, like, support...
0: So I'm, I'm looking at your LinkedIn, by the no, way. No, no worries.
1: They wrote letters to the universities to support with me getting into uni as well. What college was that? I was, I was looking I to see to what college. I went to Teesside. Oh, it was Teesside yeah. College you
0: went to as well? And then you went to Teesside. Oh, sorry. To... I,
1: the college I went to was uh, La Swap. Because uh, I went to LSU, I went to La Saint Union um, Catholic School, and then they have uh, they had a sixth form, so I went uh, to the sixth form, which was the swap. Uh, yeah, but the teachers knew me from like LSU, basically. That's really so they really helped good me with my personal letter and my personal statement and everything, and they were like, we can vouch for her, like she's amazing. Because for chemical engineering, you have to. Be an a, a student, yeah, yeah. like some of these. A lot of the universities are asking for A stars. A stars, A's, yeah. And to have my teachers back me, it was more than I can ask for. They were just like, "No, she's a good student. Here's like her background and stuff. She deserves to get into. That's like this really good course. of them. Yeah, it was mad. It was. Mad. I wanted
0: to shout them out. Well, sh- shout out shout that you know that, yeah. that, that that college because that's incredible that they have teachers that are like that. It was more than one of them, wasn't it?
1: It was more than one of them. Yeah, they were so supportive, like literally so so supportive, hands down. Supported me throughout the entire journey of like getting into. They were like, you're gonna get, you're gonna get in. Don't worry. They were like, you're gonna get into this particular subject. You're gonna get into chemical engineering, even if you don't have all of the grades that you need.
0: So why did you go to Teesside University? I've I've actually never heard of them before.
1: Yes. So Teesside, the reason why I went to Teesside University, firstly, recommended also by my teachers. So I'd applied for multiples. I'd applied for Imperial, UCL. um, I applied for Teesside. I applied for Surrey. And the reason why I decided to go to Teesside was two main things. Firstly, because it was recommended by my teachers and I knew that I wasn't in a position where I had like the best grades but secondly um i liked that teesside was literally it's up north so it's next to every single industry it's next to all the companies like all the chemical engineering companies out there it's it's literally next door it's in middlesbrough but like the chemical engineering companies are like in Billingham. So Middlesbrough is quite close to Newcastle. That's like the oh, best, it's like Durham, Newcastle, okay, like I that see. that up north. north. Oh, that north. <laughs> yeah, that north. Okay. So in like northeast. <laughs> and like um, it, was ve- it was very close to um, a lot of chemical uh, companies, like chemical engineering companies. And I was like, I'd be a fool not to go to this university and be next door to these companies, because I can literally, I I was very practical, so I was like, I can literally knock on the doors of these companies, and be like, hey, can I do an internship, because that's what I was interested in, I was interested in getting my hands dirty, and actually Mm, mm, mm. doing some of the work, so Mm, I was like, mm, mm. I want to go to this university, because of how close it is Mm. to these companies as well, Mm. yeah.
0: So, when you went went to the university, did you what was your priorities actually when you went there apart from getting an internship did you want to i guess meet friends did you want to socialize did you want to get a sense of belonging and work like what were your main your top three priorities when you went to university
1: all of those literally so i'd say sense of belonging
0: Mm.
1: because i was finally going to be in a space where i could connect with people who were interested in doing engineering as well Mm. like i at this point in time I hadn't really... Like, in my group, I Mm. was the only one going into a STEM course. Like, (laughs) the only one going into STEM. Mm. And so, bear in mind, when I left, like, there was no one from my college or my sixth form going to Teesside. I was, like, alone. So, it was finding my group, like, my people. um, Not just people that are interested in engineering, but Mm. also, like, minorities. Because Mm. I also didn't have that within my my Mm. circle as much. Um, Like engineering and and minorities, but Mm. like it was also um, being able to live the stereotypical university lifestyle as well. Like socializing, Mm. connecting with people, being a part of like clubs, societies. I think that kind of links to what I said It's Mm. almost a repetition of like finding my group. So Mm. finding my group was my biggest priority, second priority was getting to know the subject mm. enough, like getting to know chemical engineering more, getting mm. to know engineering as a whole more. And thirdly, it was the internship. Like I was so focused on, um, I want to, I, th- I think I was just so career driven at an early age. And a lot of it was because of that curiosity and wanting to be involved and then the support from my family too. So it was, you know, getting that practical Knowledge. Mm,
0: mm, yeah. Mm. So, did you manage to get an internship as
1: well? I did. Okay. I got a lot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you internship. got you got more. So, how many How many did you get? I did four internships. Wow. Internships, and I did a year placement as well. So You, you,
0: went, to, you went to go and say, oh, wait to get one internship. You got four. Yeah. Where? And what, what did you do and learn there?
1: Yeah. So my first internship, funny enough. So this is another situation where people say to you, you can't do something and you you can do it. You can. if you If you have the drive, you'll be able to do it. Mm. I got my first internship my first year. And wow. I got told you're not going to be able to get an internship because you're a first year student. No company is going to accept you. Because it's also who told you that? Oh, um, the careers advisor at the university. Every university has like, um, SU and stuff. So yeah, they they were like, you're not going to be able to get an internship because I reached out to them and I was like, I'm trying to l- apply for internships. Can mm. I know the process? Mm. First year, they do talk about you know employability and all this other stuff, but they don't really they don't really talk about internships at that mm. stage, um, and or at least he at said they didn't. Yeah, and. Yeah, um, I got told no, you're not going to be able to get an internship. You're too young. Sorry, like no one's going to accept you.
0: <laughs> and you just and you just thought, ah, uh, whatever. I'm going to still go for it anyway. Every time That's someone attitude. I
1: hear no, my mind automatically goes to yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to show you that I can do it. Like <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. I'm going to prove prove to you that I'm going to do it. I'm going to be able to do it. I actually reached out to companies and I was like, I will volunteer. I really yeah. want because. For me, theory is one thing. I, I like turning theory into practice. Yeah. That helps me to learn much faster. I'm a very practical person and I mm. need to be able to have that basically to yeah, do it. Yeah. So I was like, I'll show you. So I contacting people got rejected, left, right and center. Still like, no. Firstly, security issues, you know, safety. You can't have someone going to um, a chemical engineering plant or, or a plant in general. Yeah. And um, they're not being paid And there's no insurance against them as well, because if something, God forbid, something happens, no insurance, Mm. company is liable for it. So Mm. it was my boyfriend, now fiance at the time, that went to- Did did, did you meet him at university? um, I met him before uni. Yeah, we've been together for a while. (laughs) We've been together for a while. Um, So he went to um, a women in engineering talk in my behalf because I was oh, sick and so I couldn't silly. go. So he went to a women in engineering talk on my behalf. He met, um, there was a vice president of uh, this company called Semcorp. Okay. Um, They dealt with like power technologies, water treatment and stuff mm, like that. Mm. Um, And he sp- he networked with her. He spoke to her and he was like, oh, my, my partner is in is doing chemical engineering. She's a first year student. Mm. She's interested. She couldn't come today. So yes, I came her boyfriend yeah. come true. <laughs> <literally. laughs> yeah, so, so I'm alive. I like, like that. love the it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he was like, she's interested in an. Inter- can she have a discussion with you? He uh, she gave him um her card. He gave it to me, and he was like, reach out to her. I contacted her. We set up a meeting, like she literally invited me to go speak to her she asked me about everything. She was like, what do you want to do? She took me around the facilities and the plant and stuff. So what do you want to do? What are you interested in? Why do you want to like do an internship in your first year? Why did you get into chemical engineering? I basically mm. told her everything, told mm. her my life story, told her why I wanted mm. to do it. Um, she looked at my CV, she helped me make improvements in my CV and stuff. That's what wow. you say, like she, sometimes-
0: Destiny helpers. My God, She was a destiny helper. <laughs> literally, wow. Literally, like it just planted that seed yeah, basically. Yeah. It was
1: the door opened just based off of that discussion. She yeah. took me around, she started like, questioning, asking me questions about certain things around the plant. She's like, what do you think about this? What do yeah. you think about that? Yeah. A week or two weeks later, because I after that I had another session with her, like another interview. Two weeks later, I get a letter through through the door saying, "You've been accepted for oh, you've been accepted for an interview for a scholarship with SemCorp." And I was like, "For a scholarship, I, I didn't apply for this. <laughs> I didn't apply for this scholarship." Yeah, she oh she my put gosh. me through. That's amazing. She put me through for a scholarship. With, sem- with, with the company. That's
0: incredible. This is, this is why, sorry to um, interject, but this is why I think it's so important to always put your best foot forward because you never know what opportunities someone may be considering you for. You 100%. never know. That's incredible.
1: A hundred percent. Tell me more. Like, literally. Just, so I go to this interview. Yeah. I'm the only first year student. Only. I'm the only person of color i'm the only woman
0: wow um, like
1: everyone else were final year students from different universities we all had to compete for this scholarship that i was like it was mad it was a whole day of assessment centers interviews i got this is the fun, i would say hands down it was probably my worst interview until today because um i was not as prepared for the interview i was early it was early I I remember they asked me what do you want to be in five years time me not calculating what five years meant because I was still a university student and my course was four years with a placement I went I shall be a senior project manager
0: (laughs) 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 and they're like Hmm. yeah she okay. left that job <laughs> <laughs> seeing your project manager there's people that left university five years later and still not seeing your project manager
1: literally <laughs> I was like I remember just looking going yep that's what I'm doing <laughs> five years time from now <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> they just stopped they paused they just nodded. <laughs> that was it, and I, that's, that's when I realized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's why it's, it's with me until today. I went, wait a second, did I, I shouldn't have said that. It's I, I It's fine. Backwards. It's still learning. New part of journey. So it's fine. So, I, I, did, I did the uh, the interview. It was the best experience ever. But it was no like my imposter syndrome was. Beyond crazy through the roof. Yeah, crazy through the roof. Because I was the youngest person there. I was the only black person there. The only person of color in general there, mm. and the only woman there. Mm. And I was like, what? What am I doing here? What am I doing here? Mm. <laughs> am I doing here? Mm. Why am I here? What? What drove this to happen? Right. Mm. A week later, I get a letter saying I got accepted for the scholarship.
0: For those listening, <laughs> by the way, my mouth just dropped. <laughs>
1: What? That's Literally, incredible. a week later.
0: What did the scholarship entail? What did that give you access to?
1: So it gave me access to doing an internship every year. It gave me access to... The, with, they would, with, with that company? With that company. Yeah. They would also offer to pay for my university. So that means I was on student finance. That meant basically no student finance. But, there's a but. What? That's amazing. But, go on, what's the but? I didn't accept it.
0: My mouth has dropped again. <laughs> for those that are listening, for those that you can see me, you accepted student finance. You accepted, you went for student I, finance with the scholarship. Please explain. I know.
1: This, this is, bear in mind, this is in my first year of university. Okay. So I already had started with student. The reason why I rejected it is because um, you didn't need to accept straight away. Basically, Alongside the acceptance letter, I got offered the in the first year internship that I wanted to do, which was a summer internship. So I was like, I won't accept this until I see what life is like working at this company. So I'm gonna join. Very the company. smart. I was like, I'm gonna join the company, and I still had that at that time frame basically to accept. I was like, I'm gonna join the company. I'm gonna see what it's like. I joined the company. I loved the experience i won't lie i did hands down i loved the experience mm. um i worked it put me in a water treatment facility first year student they were like play with water Wait, what, is, you.
0: what does that mean for those <laughs> that don't know i mean yeah, um, <laughs> what is
1: the water the, the water treatment facility was basically getting let's say essentially dirty water like uh waters from certain river banks etc wow. and filtering that to make it into. Firstly, drinking water. And secondly, water what? that can be used for other industries, other facilities.
0: So you use dirty water and then you ended up drinking it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. Literally. Like, they, I went through the entire process of what that looks like. What it looks like to clean the water. Describe it to us, please. It's a lot of information. So a lot of it involves... So they have these components that they add that basically takes, like, the larger microbes that are within... And, and also... Um, like you have certain particles that would be within dirty water. Mm. So they use, I would say it's like these sticky components that they add onto it. And that, um, basically collects all of that, dirt. the clean quote unquote, clean water mm. sieves through that. Mm. And then it goes, it goes through multiple like sieving and cleaning process, including UV treatment as well mm. to get to a point that you can test it to see if it meets the, um, regulatory standards of drinking water yeah and so test it you know and literally (laughs) just just in case it's clean (laughs) you're not putting it in your mouth (laughs) (laughs) so the project they gave me was like we had these the two largest storage tanks basically there that were just stored with water that that water would then go to other companies that would use it to clean their stuff Mm. um it turns out that like those companies they have a certain regulation of how clean the water needs to be for them Mm. too. Otherwise it damages whatever they're building. Like we had this plastics company that were building, um, um, I can't remember what it was, but it was like these plastic components and they Mm. needed the water to be a certain level. And because it wasn't, the water was turning their plastic thing, which was meant to be white, yellow. Um, And so my project was understand what was causing it in the first place, come up with an improvement that didn't cost the company money. <laughs> they're like please don't cost us any more money <laughs> just just find a solution that would basically fix this they gave me my little office space
0: really? as an intern yeah as
1: an intern I had they little they office tried to
0: space. Do a big responsibility as an intern
1: it, yeah <laughs> I was alone on it as well because no one wanted to basically handle this project they were like you handled this project we'd have these customers that are kind of complaining mm. I had we had top like five customers that were basically complaining. Mm. And so they were like, we want you to work on this on like process improvement optimization for for these tanks. And I was like, okay. So I was like, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to figure this out? Because these are tanks. These are like
0: huge
1: storage tanks. I can't just dive in and see like what's going on. So I was like I need to start collecting samples. So I started collecting samples. I created a mini lab in the office. I, I I basically created like mini water tanks with the water just to see what was happening, what was causing it to turn over time when it was meant to be clean. Mm. Um and I found the the cause, which was like algae. There was excessive growth of algae which was resulting in What's that? So it's like um a natural like component. You know when you when you go um it's the best example. Uh, when you go to like, not necessarily the beach, but when you go to like river, you see you know when you see a green layer. Yeah, yeah, basically. yeah. So that's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Not the best way of explaining it, but
0: it's, we, yeah. <laughs> <it's> Google. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> okay. But yeah, I
1: know what you're talking about. So um, yeah, it was growing algae, and um, that was impacting the water but it also meant that the water wasn't being turned. So turning is basically the cycle of like, um, renewing the water every so often. Wow. It wasn't being renewed enough to make sure that the quality of the water met the standards that right. the industry needed. So the uh, update for them was quite simple. It was like, okay, we're gonna go through this new standard operating procedure, standard operating procedures, like the steps that you follow. Mm. Um, so we're gonna use this new sound operating procedure for us to turn the water every so often within this cycle period that wouldn't impact anyone else in any company. Because mm. I needed to make sure it didn't impact our own processes. Mm. And that, again, it didn't cost the company money. Mm. I was able to present that to the team. So I was with them for mm. three and a half months. Um, At the end, I had to present to the vice president. As an intern. As, a, as an intern. So everyone had to present their ide- their ideas and their updates. I presented it, I was like, hey guys. This is me, young Nuria. <laughs> this is my idea. Oh. <laughs> I was like this is how much it would cost us because it would still cost money. Yeah. It wasn't going to be a lot of money for them to do it. Yeah. It was more like energy and time and I was like this And You is worked how much. out
0: the questions as well I had answer. to.
1: I had to I had to work out the cost and everything. That age.
0: That's amazing.
1: I had really good people As part of the internship that were supporting me on that side because i was like look i am new to all of this please explain to me what like what's the presentation style that i need to you know use yeah exactly like what's the standard like i don't know structure within the company basically and i had people there that were very honest um going back to why i didn't accept the scholarship though even though i loved my experience there I did understand there was like a caveat to the scholarship as well. Not everyone, so the purpose of the scholarship alongside the internships, that you get a job at the end. Not everyone would get a job at the end. And there were some people that were, I don't know if I can say this, but like, let's just say the the whole will pay your university wasn't exactly as it was set out to be. Why? Wow, what do you mean? So um, there were some people. Just,
0: um. Just kind of thinking about university. So you've you've you graduated. Yeah. Did you do a master's as well? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Because I know that I saw two. I saw two on your LinkedIn. I saw that you had um.
1: Yes. So I did a preliminary year. So that was a year uh... where um I had the opportunity to basically do try different engineering. Subjects. Understood. So I did mechanical engineering, chemical engineering, electrical engineering. That's where and that then went came into chemical from. Engineering.
0: That's where that came from because I, was, I saw mechanical engineering at first. I was like, okay, that's what you did. But you tried all of them. First, I tried all of them first, and, and then you started chemical. chemical. Yes. Okay, so from them, talk to us about your career path and what kind of led you to starting your business. Yes. Today.
1: Definitely. So, um ending with university, uh, university actually ended up doing a few more internships. I went to Angola and did an internship there. Oh, and then amazing. Went yeah. back home to go I to went back home because I was like, let me see what life is like there, actually. Like, worked in oil and gas to see but what it was like. What was like. that like for you? It was, it was a great experience because I got to see, like, I got to live life the way it actually is like for Angolans, before I was going on holiday, I was living life in Angola, basically going on Mm -hmm. holidays, going to the beach all the time. I got to see what life is truly like. And that's something that I didn't have the opportunity to experience before. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was an eye opener for me. Mm -hmm. And I also got to see what it'd be like to work in Angola. And I was like, Mm -hmm. maybe now is not the right time for Mm -hmm. me to do this. I would prefer to get more experience and then see Mm -hmm. what it would be like. And then I realized I didn't like oil and gas as well Mm -hmm. because I like innovation. And oil and gas felt very outdated. If you mm-hmm. wanted to innovate, you know, you didn't really necessarily have the opportunity to do that. It was all about optimizing what was already there, and not really innovating and adding new things unless you were in R and D. Um, so I was like, Yeah, this is not for me as well. I like innovation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and then after that I worked in, funny enough, a construction site. Um, as an internship as well, I worked for an energy from waste facility. I forgot to add I did a year internship as well in an oil and gas company too. Okay. But um, after that internship, I did um, I worked for an energy from waste facility. So it was like taking waste, municipal waste, like anyone that anything that you're dumping, like landfill, basically and turning that into energy.
0: What was your role in all of this?
1: In that one? Yeah. Um, I was working in multiple, I worked in health and safety. So I worked as a health and safety engineer. Mm -hmm. I worked as a mechanical engineer. I worked as a pipe fitter for a bit because I wanted to see what was like. A pipe fitter? A pipe fitter, like welding. I got to learn how to weld. Hands on. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, let me learn how to weld. They taught me how to weld. Again, for
0: those listening. (laughs) My mouth has dropped again. Three mouth drops in the one podcast, but that's a record. What? See, as, and if you see how delicate and feminine three is, I just, it's, it's,
1: but I admire it. Go on, girl, world. <laughs> Got the proof of the hard hat and everything. <clears throat> they get told off the first time I did it because they were like, whoa, you're young and stuff. But I was with amazing uh, people. So there was an amazing gargages, team and yeah. guys that were... Um, training me on how to do it and stuff. Mm. Um, So it was great. But that was like for a very short period of time. Most of what I was doing was health and safety engineering. okay, um, And making sure that everything was working as expected, making sure there was no gas leaks. We had a lot of like, um, basically gas tanks just around the construction site had to make sure nothing would happen there was no leaks that would cause any potential explosions and stuff like that so
0: and that was a da- daily thing. daily
1: thing so it's like 9 a.m you'd be walking around the plant making sure that everything was working as expected before everyone was basically in sight working we had like 1,500 um, employees working on site and yeah building building that facility the reason why I went into that as well is because I wanted to understand I was like yeah great you know chemical engineering building chemical plants and stuff and making these useful products but um chemical engineers aren't actually involved in the building they're involved in design and then afterwards commissioning so they check to see like once once it's built they're like Mm. hey is this working that's what they're involved in i wanted to see the middle part which is the building which is what the mechanical engineers get involved in so i was like what does that look like so i went in and got to see that opportunity which was great as well all of this this experience led me to my graduate role where I worked for a diesel engine manufacturing company. <laughs> so I landed So yeah so yeah. go ahead go ahead. No, I landed a role with an amazing company called Cummins. Um I worked as a product validation engineer as a graduate.
0: What does that mean for those So that know?
1: basically what I did is like what would happen is um, we had products out in production, so we had uh, diesel engines or other components that we'd built, like turbochargers, etc. Um, if a customer experienced a problem in production, so they it, they had an issue or fault, it would come to my team. Mm. We would call the PPS team the problem, pro- product problem solving team. Um, it would come to us as a, a report we'd investigate and we'd look at turning it into a project. So when we turn it into a project, it'd be given. It'd be assigned to someone. Mm. Um, and so I'd be assigned projects where I'd have to troubleshoot what the issue was, come up with a temporary solution in the meantime, because the, the product's already out, customers mm. are using mm. it. So they need a temporary solution. Then I'd have to test to see like what the assignable cause was, mm. um, and then implement a solution and monitor to see that that solution actually worked.
0: And you had multiple of those projects going on multiple as well? Multiple
1: of those projects. Wow. Multiple. I was the youngest person in my team. Once again, the only woman. Once again, the only person of colour.
0: How did it make you feel? Did you not... It Like, I picture it as you didn't even care about that. You were just focused on your work and you just wanted to get a good result. But how did that make you feel? Did, any, did that have an impact that you were the only one?
1: In part, yes. Okay. Like, um, yes. I didn't think too much about it because I was kind of used to being in an industry where that was true even in Mm. my course Mm. you rarely saw many people of color Mm. so um I was kind of used to that being my truth in a way Mm. in the industry that I chose to be in but it did impact me in not being able to see that and also I felt like a lot of people treated me like as though I was quite young I wouldn't see it with my colleagues that were the exact same age as me they weren't treated in the same way but people would treat me almost like a baby <laughs> like I was I was, like I was younger yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh I, she needs to be protected yeah, yeah, yeah she's maybe it was like the whole like fragile like seeing me as like oh she's fragile she's this like like she needs to be protected yeah. and that annoyed me more it's like why are you seeing me in this light as yeah. someone who's like a bit more fragile a bit more yeah. um thing yeah. I tried to not focus on the fact that I was the only POC. Right. Um, the time that it those did... those that don't know, what,
0: POC is person of colour, yes, by the way. Yes, exactly.
1: Okay. Cool. Um, the, the time that it did impact me was more when I went in with my natural hair. Because at this point, I was straightening my hair all the time.
0: <laughs> or,
1: <laughs> or wearing a bun. So I went in with my natural hair for the first time. And one of the guys was like, you look like you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And I was like, that is it. <laughs> one time I was like, I'm feeling my hair today. I'm going in with my hair. <laughs> That's what he said to you. <laughs> yeah. He said,
0: you woke up on the wrong side of the bed because yeah. you came in with natural hair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was the one. That was the time I was like, you know what? I, I've been ignoring this or not trying to think about this. But oh my like, it, it, it'd been small things like. There'd be a picture, they'd have, like, a diversity picture of this little, there was this little girl with glasses, um, black girl with glasses. The, one of the guys would walk past me and be like, oh, that's you, just because.
0: Nah, <laughs> see, all of these things, yeah. for those watching, that's not from a black my, or minority background, it's wrong. It's wrong, it's a microaggression, it could be seen as slightly racist, don't, don't do it. Like, that is crazy.
1: I always try to just be like, oh, it's just ignorance, basically, it's like. They yeah. don't really... It's, it's banter for, for them. Yeah. So they don't see how I could probably feel in thinking this way.
0: The thing is, yes, I do agree with you. However, even saying something like you wake up, look like you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. You saying that because my hair's changed, do you not process that that can be seen as rude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that could be... Yes, exactly. Yeah. You don't process that that, that could be rude. But anyway going on so you, yes. you went through that <clears throat> sorry went through those experiences and i want to talk more about your business yes. now and like where you're at so when did you start tell us about your business yeah when you started it yeah <clears throat> so
1: funny enough i actually wanted to start my business like early on so when i was working at cummins i was al- already interested in starting a business mm. i didn't really know what that business was going to be but like throughout my career i was always working on like optimization troubleshooting mm. making things better testing basically mm. um And I came up with the name Varium when I was still working at Cummins before I even incorporated it. Cause I was like, if I do something, I want it to be related to like optimization. So Varium comes from like, I speak Portuguese. So the ver comes from Verdad, which is true, which means true. Um, And then the I am is like a play on words on optimized improvement. So it's true optimized improvement. And I was like, I want to, this seems to be the path that God is leading me down um so that's what i want my business to be about true optimized improvement
0: for, for what in for whatever or for like what yeah at industries? that at
1: that time it was like i was in the hardware hardware industry kind of going into software um so coming to went into basically hardware software mm. like working with diagnostic systems like when you're in your car and you get that mill lamp that's basically what i was mm. involved in like building and testing and stuff mm. um that led me into wanting to go into software technology overall. Mm. So I um, went into the software technology industry. Like at this time, I wanted to come back to London too. Mm. So I was going to London Tech Week. I was doing all these stuff. I was researching. Um, I did an interview with a, a startup. So venture at that time, they weren't a venture-backed startup, but they became one. And um, I, my interview with them was like the funniest interview I ever had because the CEO was like, we're not going to hire you. On the call, he was like, we're not gonna hire you because you have an engineering background. You're not in like tech, tech. Um, and <laughs> I don't know what came over. It was a Lord that came over me at that point because I'd prayed before the interview. What? And he, cause he was like, you're a bit of a risk. I was like, I've always been a risk everywhere I've gone. I was like, i a chemical engineer that went into mechanical engineering. Like <laughs> I've done all these projects and I've been able to like do all these things. And then he was like, all right. And then 10 minutes later, I get a message saying, you're hired. <laughs> you know what? I,
0: second into that, I've done the same thing before. I've got a no over the phone, and I've just switched it around and be like, "I'm tired of those. I'm tired. I could do this." And they switched
1: it to "You're hired." Yes. So it works. It works. Like trust me, just fight for it. Trust me, it works. Because I was literally sitting in that interview, and I was going, "I, I was like, Lord, the Lord made me feel like you know, you don't need to feel desperate about yeah. this. This like more opportunities will come if this closes. More opportunities will come, but show them." Who, who you, you are. are. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I did. I was like, I've done all these things. Yeah. I've done this. And, you know, I'm like the youngest person in my team. And I've been able to achieve these projects. And so they were like, he was like, okay. All right. <laughs> and Then I get the text message. I joined them as a project manager. And when Maybe. I joined them as a project manager, um, I quickly saw that there were issues with like software quality. So Ooh. they, what they did is that they would build software for other companies. Mm. So they were industry agnostic. They build mm. like different types of software, like web mm. web apps, like mm. web, uh, mobile applications and stuff like that. Um, and I would notice that customers will kept reporting issues back. They're mm. like, oh yeah, like this hasn't been designed the way we wanted to, or mm. this button isn't working. And I was like, who's testing? Cause I was used to in engineering, you would always have someone test before it goes to a customer. Mm. I was like, who's testing? There weren't anyone testing. So I was like, no one was testing. And I was like, okay, no one's testing. But then our customers are now testers and then they're coming back with issues. What? It's costing us more money to fix I it. See what you mean. We what? were spending more, we, we charge customers per hour, basically what? of the time that, that was being mean. spent. Yeah. So yeah, um, I started seeing that this was a common issue across the board. Mm. So I started implementing frameworks for them, but I was like, other customers are experiencing this. I had the opportunity to speak to customers and mm. see it from their side. Mm and i was like this is an issue across the board something needs to be done about it and Mm. why is it being done too late as well when Mm. it comes to testing it's like right after like someone has built it which is too late it costs way more time way more money and stuff
0: just to clarify is this uh, were you doing this just for um software and hardware like is 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 this the space that you was working in or was you doing it for like cars as well or? Um,
1: just for software. So in the beginning for Cummins, I was doing it for like hardware software, like diesel engines. Okay, cool. And then when I moved to software technology, it was for like web apps and mobile Got apps okay, and stuff okay, like okay, that. Okay, so sense, it was only sense. like purely software at okay. this point. And I was like, there's a common pattern. Yeah. Like software takes from or the software trends that we have at the moment, or the way it's developed. Is copy and paste from the manufacturing industry, right, and so I, I was see. like, ah, I'm seeing the patterns. Like I was like, there's a lot of patterns here, and I was like, but the way it's done in software just doesn't really make sense because, yeah. like, hardware degrades, software it evolves, right, right over time. Right. So I was like, customers are all experiencing very similar things. Yeah. Um, Something needs to change. Like even if you have testers in place and you have testing strategies, you're still having a lot of bugs, Mm. which is costing you way more money. Mm. Um, And it's causing like security issues. You can get to a point where it becomes a security problem. Mm. So I was like, you know what? In hardware, we had diagnostic systems to detect if something was like likely to happen Mm. before it does. And I was like, is there a way of predicting or diagnosing a software issue before it's likely to happen. Mm. And I started testing it with the company that I was with. I started Mm. adding like metrics, like targets. Mm. I was like, okay, if we have a defect or if we have uh, this particular project we're working on, our target for bugs that we find ourselves Mm. is gonna be this much, but target for like customers is Mm. gonna be this much. Mm. So I started adding different types of like targets and metrics um, throughout the process. And then started collecting data and seeing. okay, this is is working. And customers started noticing it. Like our customers started noticing. They're like, what are you doing differently? What's going on? What are you you doing that's different? Because, you know, the things that are coming out are higher quality. You you weren't being paid for
0: this. This is just something you were doing out of your own. I I started doing it.
1: And at this point, because I was working as a project manager, they started noticing that I was implementing QA framework. So they were like, okay, let's transition you to QA. They were like, you're going to work as QA. I, so I "I built the QA framework for them, oh, wow. built a Q, their first QA team and stuff. So I, I was doing this alongside wow. that. Um, and because I saw it was happening across the board with customers and there was a need, I was like, yeah. you know what? There's more to this, so I started going to like talks where people were actually talking about yeah, this yeah, yeah. conferences, yeah, and then i I started consulting, so I started consulting like smaller businesses on how to implement like better q a strategy because this is different to testing, so there's testing, but what I was doing was like trying to predict when issues would happen based yeah, on like patterns yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly and then I was like, okay. you know what there's something here, there is actually something here, so I started building that out as the framework for Varium. Oh. Varium became that it came from finding that there was a problem in, oh. in industry when it came to software quality and wanting to change that.
0: I see. So so when by the way, well done. Thank like, you. Like you've literally like you explaining your journey so seamlessly, like I can see the genuine passion in your whole experience and what's led you to today and you, you're obviously clearly solving a problem as well so that's why i believe that your business is probably gonna excel massively thank you so, so well done when did you launch it
1: i launched varium so incorporated in 2020 but okay. officially started trading last year
0: amazing and what's the size of your team at the moment four
1: okay, so we, we, are, we
0: are four people yeah <laughs> and are you just, are you still getting funding from investors? Or are you just like We logging?
1: we've actually not gotten any funding from oh, investors. Wow. So we have been blessed in being revenue generating like wow. quite quickly. So we started generating revenue um from August. So we spent one year we incorporated in 2020, we spent one year doing market research and actually like planning make, and, planning yeah. and making sure our product was right, basically. And then we um, started officially trading in August of last year and started being, started generating revenue with customers. Okay. Um, we've experienced not just from, so from 2021 to now, we've experienced like a 380% growth and wow. we're on target to reach like a 500% growth next year, which is insane. This is amazing. Which is insane.
0: How do you feel?
1: Um... Like when I talk about it now, I have to stop and, rea- I don't stop enough um, and realize like what's happening. I'm always thinking I need to do more. No, yeah, I'm not doing enough. Yeah, I'm not doing enough. More needs to happen. More needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel so happy and thankful yeah, that no. I've had the opportunity to like build this and to be working with amazing people
0: yeah honestly like I love hearing stories like this so I'm getting teary because I think that you've obviously gone through a journey and you've really fought through sorry I'm emotional um <laughs> for no reason all the time yeah and you fought through and you, this is a massive success for you to have for such a, sh- a thriving business it's an inspirational I know you're going to inspire so many people that are listening to this podcast um and I hope you continue to inspire people what can people expect next from you is there anything else that you kind of want to plug going forward
1: So, um, thank thank you so much, (laughs) seriously, thank you so much. Um, Going forward, I think there's a lot that's happening. What I wanna start doing is, um, I I feel like I don't give back enough Mm, mm. and um, I want to start coaching people more. So what I've been doing before is I've been trying to coach, um, especially women, um, women of color, black women, um getting into tech but not just getting into tech but talking about like different industries and sectors that they want to get into Mm. um if they want to transition so that's something Mm. that i want to start getting actively involved in um i want to get to a point where i can angel invest as well so i want to start investing um in businesses starting off probably like coaching i have this amazing um friend of mine who i've been speaking to about this actually recently um and we've been talking about ways in which we can invest and provide like value to businesses, starting yeah. off through like coaching and mentoring, and then getting into a point where it can be financial. Yeah. Um, and the you have probably be seeing like the growth of the business, hopefully, um, with God's grace. Like, very, um, like our goal is to be like the leading um, diagnostic platform for software yeah. quality, and we want to help so many technical companies to ensure that they build safer, more reliable software and that they have a system in place that allows them to just sit back and, you know, feel um, assured that their their software is working as expected. I and like so our, our goal is to work with enterprise customers. Um, right now we work with scale up and growth businesses. Mm-hmm. and We wanna get to a point where we can partner with um, enterprise businesses. And mm. I think the biggest thing is like, the biggest takeaway I, I have a lot with this is Never be afraid. Sometimes mm. I step back and I'm like, I do think about this. I'm like, I'm a black woman. Um, I'm a black woman. I'm I'm also young. Mm. And I sometimes think that people will see me, um, mm. or they won't take me seriously because mm. of that. Like I've had people mm. be like, oh, you're so young, you're so young. Mm. And sometimes it can come across a bit patronizing, but don't let that stop you. Like mm. if you know that you have a dream that you want to fulfill and you have a goal that you have in life mm. go after it no matter what put a plan in place that's mm. so important put a plan in place mm. and go after that with like everything you have especially mm. if god is guiding you towards it don't yeah. let that stop you
0: amen amen that's such a beautiful night to end on thank you so much for your time thank presence. you see thank you weekend. for having me seriously no worries thank you i wish you could go on longer but time is of the essence i'm really really sorry <laughs> but um thank you so much i'm gonna put all of the details for naria in this podcast episode so you can follow her or you can see more about her and share this episode educate someone and um yeah i will see you all on the next black Create Connect podcast episode amazing thank you everyone thank Listen. you take care, Bye. Take care.